This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's pet. P-E-P-Pep Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman Today, Superman is confronted with the possible climax of his life and career As a gaping, spellbound audience watches even stride Leading to the very spot of the deadly kryptonite Give an ear, grab yourself a pencil, get a load of this out-and-out terrific offer from that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep to you. Yes, Kellogg's Pep offers you a big silvery keychain, a real man-sized keychain over 17 inches long. The kind of keychain that's heavy enough to hold your pocket knife or watch. The kind of keychain your friends would give their right eye to own. And that's not all. To jingle on that handsome keychain, Pep offers you 12 lucky pieces, silvery small-scale models of a skull and crossbones, a piano, a Scotty dog, a clock, a locomotive. Twelve lucky pieces in all. Not just flat pieces of metal, but actual small-scale models that make a hit from every angle. That's Pep's exciting offer. A handsome keychain and twelve lucky pieces. Now then, to get your keychain, just send in a Pep box stop and 15 cents. That's a nickel and a dime plus a Pep box stop. And for each of the lucky pieces you want, you send one Pep box stop and only one dime plus the names of the lucky pieces you want, like the skull and crossbones or the piano. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 lucky pieces on it for future orders. Just remember, for each lucky piece you order, send one pet box stop plus one dime. Print your name and address clearly and send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now the adventures of Superman. For some mysterious chemical reason, a jagged piece of green glowing kryptonite, a fragment torn from the planet Krypton when it exploded in space, is Superman's only unconquerable enemy. When he ventures within ten feet of the kryptonite, the Man of Steel not only loses his superhuman powers, but becomes as weak and helpless as a babe in arms. And now, the only existing piece of kryptonite is in the hands of Big George Latimer, the crooked political boss Superman was instrumental in sending to jail. In our last episode, as you remember, 
Latimer called a huge mass meeting at the Metropolis Auditorium in order to publicly accuse Superman of having framed evidence against him and attempted to blackmail him. As Latimer, speaking from the auditorium platform before a packed house, said, I challenge Superman to step up here and deny these charges. I challenge him to face me before all you people of Metropolis and deny that he not only framed evidence against me, evidence that resulted in my being sent to prison, but that he also demanded that I pay him $100,000 in blackmail money. Let him come up on this platform and deny it. In the audience, Lois Lane and editor Perry White are puzzled as Clark Kent, who, as we know as Superman, suddenly gets up and leaves. Clark is going to miss the big show. What big show? Superman giving Latimer the business. Well, if that's what you're expecting, Lois, you're not really going to be disappointed. Oh, now, Chief, after age, Superman can't afford to have charges like that made in public without denying I'm only telling you what I think. Don't worry, he'll be here, and then you'll see some fireworks. Meanwhile, in the deserted lounge at the rear of the auditorium, down a flight of steps, Clark Kent has stripped off the business suit disguise of the mild-mannered, bespectacled newspaper reporter and stands revealed in the blue and red of Superman. I can't let him get away with calling me a blackmailer in front of 2,000 people. He doesn't seem to have that piece of kryptonite anywhere on him or around him, so I guess I can take a chance. Listen to them applauding him. Every word out of his mouth is a lie, but evidently they're ready to believe him. All right, Latimer, you asked for it. Now you're going to get it. Starting up the steps to the main floor of the auditorium where Big George Latimer is still hurling challenge after challenge at him, Superman is determined once and for all to put a stop to Latimer's attempt to regain his political position by making false accusations despite the fact that it may mean exposing himself to the strength-robbing effect of the last remaining piece of kryptonite. Meanwhile, in the audience, two friends of Superman's, the famous Batman and Robin, attired now in their ordinary street clothes, are listening to Latimer weave his fabric of falsehoods. I feel I have a Robin offers a low-wish comment. To the people of this state... If Superman doesn't show up soon and shove that windbag's words down his throat, I'm going to... Relax, Robin. Chances are he won't show up. There is some Sunday reasons. Quiet now, I'm not here. I expose him as a charlatan and a blackmailer. Further than that, if he dares to appear on this platform, I will prove to each and every one of you that he is not a Superman. Did you hear what I heard, Batman? Yes, I need to do it, too. You mean to say... Hold it. I will prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that Superman has lost his amazing power. You will see before your very eyes Excuse me, please. I'm getting out. 
inching their way along the row of occupied seats, Batman and Robin finally reach the crowded aisle. Robin, following instructions, heads for the stage door entrance to the platform, while Batman, excusing himself, forces his way up the aisle to meet the man of steel who has just broken away from the screaming, milling mob. Recognizing his friend, Superman addresses him by his real name. Bruce, what are you doing here? Wouldn't miss this show for a million. You've certainly got them tearing the ramp this down. It'll take an hour to get through at this rate unless I fly over the heads. I'm not so sure that platform's a healthy place for you. Why? I don't like the self-satisfied smile on Latimer's face. Well, the kryptonite is not on the platform. Are you sure? If I can trust my eyes. Can't we do anything to clear this aisle? Ask them all to be seated. They may listen to you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Tell them someone will get hurt if they don't clear the aisle. Ladies and gentlemen, you must clear the center aisle and return to your seats before someone gets hurt. You'll be able to see and hear everything from your seats. Please return to them. Oh, that did it. They'll settle down now. Watch it. Here come Lois Lane and Perry White. Be careful what you say. Sure thing. I'm certainly glad you showed up, Superman. I was worried for a while. I'm glad to know someone worries about me, Miss Lane. Hello, Mr. White. Uh, Change your mind about coming down, I say. Well, uh, yes. Uh, both of you know Bruce Wayne, don't you? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize you, Mr. Nice to see you again. Oh, here we go again. I see that Superman has decided to accept my challenge and attempt to deny the public charges I have made. Well, if he's got nothing else, he's got nothing. A great many people, I am sure, expect me to withdraw those charges now that Superman has appeared. I do not withdraw them. If anything, I wish to make them stronger. And I wish to repeat the statement I made a few moments ago. The statement that Superman no longer possesses superhuman power. Why, he's out of his mind. And you've lost all his strength. And that I, George Latimer, will bring him to his knees on this platform before your very eyes. Looks like it's your move, Superman. Go up there and show him a thing or two. Yes. Yes, I will. Will you step up to the platform, Superman? Are you sure the stuff's nowhere around? Checking again. He hasn't got it on him. There's nothing on the platform except a table, two chairs, and a couple of microphones. You'd better go up there, Superman. The crowd is getting impatient. Yes, yes, I'm going. Well, this is it. Sliding down the aisle with his red cape streaming behind him, Superman heads for the auditorium platform. His broad shoulders squared and his lips set in a tight, determined line. On the platform, standing behind the two microphones attached to the public address system, big George Latimer waits with a knowing smile. Is Superman walking into a trap? If Latimer has the deadly kryptonite, where is it? Before an audience of more than 2,000 tense and eager citizens of Metropolis, Superman has accepted the challenge of the ex-political boss, big George Latimer, to appear on the platform of the Metropolis Auditorium and to deny charges hurled at him by the man he once sent to prison. The danger to Superman, of course, lies in the fact that Latimer has the only remaining piece of kryptonite, the strange metallic substance that robs the Man of Steel of all his strength. However, after scanning everything on the platform with his X-ray vision and seeing no evidence of the kryptonite, Superman decided to take a chance. We find him now approaching the platform steps as Lois Lane, Perry White, and Bruce Wayne, also known as Batman, stand in the center aisle watching him. There is not a sound in the huge auditorium. The audience to a man is on its feet. Suddenly, Lois's whispered voice breaks the silence. I've got a funny feeling. Something is wrong. Always having funny feelings. This time, she's not far wrong, Mr. White. You mean something is going to happen? I hope not. Now, look, what's this all about? If you know anything... I know plenty, but I can't tell you now. There he goes up the steps. Keep your eye on him. The next 30 seconds will tell the story. Mounting the platform steps, Superman looks back at Lois White and Batman and forces a smile. And in the moment that his sharp eyes are turned away from Latimer, 
politician reaches out and flips a lever on one of the microphone stands. Immediately, a tiny panel slides back on one side of the microphone, exposing the jagged piece of green glowing kryptonite hidden in it. As Latimer tricks Superman by hiding the kryptonite in a false microphone, a microphone made of lead through which Superman's X-ray vision could not penetrate, this is the big moment, fellows and girls. So be sure to hear tomorrow's exciting episode to learn whether Superman does lose his strength and power before an audience of 2,000 people. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman! Superman's friends, Batman and Robin, determined to save the Man of Steel from complete destruction, plan a daring scheme to defeat the evil Latimer at his own game. Calling all girls, calling all girls... To hear a super special offer. It's something you want, and now it's something you can get, thanks to that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pet. It's a bright, sparkling, silvery charm bracelet and 12 fascinating charms. The kind of charm bracelet with strong but delicate-looking links. A dazzler of a bracelet that fastens around your wrist with a good-looking catch. The very thing to jingle your charms on. And what charms? Why, the 12 silvery charms that Pep offers you as part of this great offer. 
Sure, you get your choice of any or all of the 12. For instance, choose the Scotty Dog, the Piano, the Clock, Trolley Car, or the Telephone. All 12 are actual small-scale models. That's Pep's exciting offer to girls. A beautiful charm bracelet and 12 silvery charms. Now then, to get your charm bracelet, just send in a Pep box top and 10 cents. And for each of the charms you want, you also send one Pep box top and one dime, plus the names of the charms you want, like the Scotty Dog or the Piano. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 charms on it for future orders. Just remember, for each charm you order, send one pep box top and one dime. And for the charm bracelet, you also send one pep box top and a dime. Print your name and address clearly and send a Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send a Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, the adventures of Superman. In an attempt to regain his position as political boss of the state, a position he used to promote intolerance and racial discrimination... Big George Latimer arranged a mass meeting where he publicly accused Superman of framing evidence against him and of blackmail, daring to make these charges because he has in his possession the last remaining piece of kryptonite, the strange green glowing metallic substance which, when Superman comes within ten feet of it, robs him of all his strength and power. In yesterday's episode, as you recall, Superman was about to meet the challenge after determining by his X-ray vision that the piece of kryptonite was nowhere in evidence on the stage of the Metropolis Auditorium. But Batman, who was present in the audience, had taken the precaution of planting Robin, his young assistant, backstage. As Superman, in full view of the audience, mounted the steps to the platform, Robin saw Latimer touch a button on one of the two microphone stands in front of him. A small panel on the microphone slid back, revealing the piece of kryptonite hidden inside. Immediately, Robin sprang into action. Racing across the platform, he lowered the curtain, cutting Superman off. As an amazed murmur rippled through the audience, Batman, sensing trouble, ran down the aisle to where Superman, confused, was standing on the platform steps. Robin lowered that curtain. He must have seen something. You'd better beat it. How can I leave now? Don't ask questions. Duck out the side entrance and meet me at my place. Okay. Now hurry. Meanwhile, backstage, Robin is attempting to fight off two of Latimer's henchmen who are trying desperately to reach the rope and pulling the curtain. Latimer screams frantic orders. From the opposite side of the platform, two more of Latimer's men hurry over to join the battle. Fighting against hopeless odds, Robin is about to give up when Batman, who has come around through the stage entrance, puts in an appearance. Oh, boy, are you a sight to sore eyes. Come on, give me a hand with these stone balls. But I duck, I said, come on. Started up the platform steps, Superman. I saw Latimer touch a button or something on one of the microphone stands. Uh-huh. A little panel on the mic slid back, and there was a funny kind of green light inside. The kryptonite. The what? Little boys should be seen and not heard. Oh, fine. How do you like that? It's all right for little boys to trade punches with four husky goons, but when it comes to a showdown... If anyone has a right to know, Robin, you have. Bringing down that curtain was the smartest thing you ever did. Well, it's nice to be smart, Superman, but it's nicer to know why you're smart. You're absolutely right. Well, here it is in a nutshell. As you know, I came from another planet, a planet called Krypton, which exploded many years ago. The fragments of the planet have evidently been suspended in space. But recently, it was back in 1944, I believe, one of the fragments came to Earth as a meteor. It was picked up and taken to the Metropolis Museum. You remember that, Robin? It was in the papers. Oh, I think so. Well, at any rate, the museum people called the stuff kryptonite. It glowed with a strange greenish light. And I soon discovered, to my horror, that when I got within ten feet of it, I lost all my strength. Cheapers. Make a long story short, the kryptonite was stolen from the museum by a woman known as the Black Widow. It was cut into four pieces and sold to four of my enemies. Over a period of time, I located three of the pieces and they were destroyed, but I could never find the fourth. Uh oh. I'm beginning to see the light. Latimer has the fourth piece. 
He got it from a man who died in state prison, a character called the Laugher. And he had it hidden in that phony microphone. Right. Evidently, the microphone was made of lead, the one substance my X-ray vision can't penetrate. That's why I didn't spot it anywhere on the platform. So you see what ringing down that curtain meant? I see now. If you'd gotten close enough to the microphone, Latimer would have been able to do what he said he would in front of that whole audience. Prove to them that you'd lost your strength and power. Exactly. Oh, boy. Gives me goose pimples just thinking about it. Say, did you know about this all along, Batman? Yes, Robin. Well, then why didn't we make a grab for the kryptonite in the microphone instead of ducking out tonight? In the first place, I didn't know it was in the microphone. Well, you didn't give me a chance to tell you. You said duck and we ducked. And in the second place, they were pulling the curtain up. And I didn't like the idea of staging a free-for-all in front of 2,000 people. Bashful? Since when? No, not bashful, but that audience had been listening to Latimer's hot air for a long time and was beginning to sink in. If the curtain went up and they saw us battling on the stage, they'd be pretty well convinced he had a case, particularly with Superman having taken a powder. Yes, I've been thinking about that. About what? Someone in the audience must have seen me leave through the side door of the auditorium. Maybe they all did. I don't know. But I can just picture what's going on there now. Latimer's probably having a field day. Mm, sure, telling them you ran out that you were afraid to face the music. Hey, wait a minute. Bright idea? I don't know. Nobody's thought of it, so maybe it's not so bright. Let's have it. Well, look, instead of sitting here beating our brains out, why don't we go back to the auditorium, and since we know where the kryptonite is, grab it. Sorry, Robin. Not so bright. Why not? Number one, Latimer's nobody's fool. You can bet your bottom dollars not in the phony mic anymore. Number two would be up against the same problem. Staging a battle in front of an audience. Oh, uh, there wouldn't be any battle, not with Superman. Robin, around. shame. Huh? I'm not much help, Robin, with kryptonite anywhere in the vicinity. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, not bright at all. Well, where do we go from here? We've got to get that piece of kryptonite. How? There's only one possible way. Beard the lion in his den and take it away from him. Meaning? It's a sense that Latimer keeps the stuff close by him. Probably wears it around his neck. That's not far wrong. Okay, the next move is to burst into his house and grab it. Oh, just like that, huh? It won't be easy, but what else can we do? As a matter of fact, we've got to work fast. The morning papers are going to be full of the shindig at the auditorium. That's just the trouble. If it's possible, we should get the kryptonite before morning. So Superman can step out and really give Latimer a run for his money. The longer we wait, the more Latimer's going to be able to convince the public he's on the level. Okay, let's go. Now, wait a minute. Keep your shirt on. What time is it? Uh, I've got 8.30. Oh, no. It's later than that. Of course, it's after 10. Oh, my watch must have stopped. Mine's being repaired. Uh, check the clock in the hall, Robin. Uh, no, wait. That's been running slow. Uh, switch the radio on. Right. I wish I could be of more help to you in this mess, Batman. Forget it. You've helped us out of tight jams. Now it's our turn. You the 10:15 edition of the news. 10:15, Robin. Set your watch. Okay, turn it off. No, no, hold it. People packed into the Metropolis Auditorium. George Latimer, former state political leader, seemingly made good his daring statement that Superman had not only framed the evidence that sent him to prison, Uh-oh. but also attempted to blackmail him. Here it comes. Speaking from the platform, Latimer challenged Superman to appear and deny the charges. To the delight of the vast crowd, the fabulous Man of Steel suddenly appeared in the center aisle, attired in his familiar red cape and blue costume. Accepting Latimer's invitation, he started toward the platform. However, just as he reached the steps, the curtain was rung down and some confusion resulted. <laughs> Get that when it rose again, Superman had disappeared, and Latimer took the opportunity to drive home the fact that the Man of Steel was afraid to face it. Turn it off, Robin. The right. consensus of opinion seemed to be that... I'm sure is that Superman should be drawn and quartered. Don't let it get you down. We'll have that piece of kryptonite before morning, or my name is Mud. Oh, pleased to meet you, Mr. Mud. Don't be funny, Half-Pint. Get into your costume and tell Alfred to roll the Batmobile out of the garage. We're going to pay Mr. Big George Latimer a visit. A visit he won't forget. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode with Batman and Robin attempting to steal the deadly piece of kryptonite from under George Latimer's nose. An hour has gone by in the dark stillness of the night. Batman and Robin dressed now in their familiar costumes with their faces masked. 
had climbed to the roof of the front porch of George Latimer's big stone house. And silently raising one of the windows of his bedroom, had slipped inside. We find them now, hidden under the bed, waiting for Latimer to return from the meeting at the auditorium. What time is it, Robin? Uh, 11.30. You should be showing up soon. The sooner the better. This isn't my idea of comfort. Would you like me to reach up and get you a pillow? Mm, not a bad idea. A mattress and a couple of blankets, too, while you're at it. This floor is hard on my old and weary bones. The only old and weary bones you have are in your head. Oh, nice talk. And who saved Superman at the auditorium? Oh, I suppose I'll never hear the end of that. You heard the end of it right now. I can't take any credit because I didn't know what I was doing. All I had was a hunch that something was wrong. One of the best hunches you've ever had, boy. Keep having them like that, you'll save us a lot of trouble. I'll try. The only trouble oh, is... wait, wait, hold it. What is it? I heard the front door open and close. Oh, you've got cat's ears. I didn't hear a thing. Quiet. I'm going up to sleep, Joe. I'm tired. Said Latimer. I imagine so. Let Willie cover the front door and gust the back door. You stay inside and keep your eyes open. Okay, boss. Good night, Joe. Good night, boss. Here he comes up the stairs, Robin. Don't move a muscle. <laughs> under the bed, Batman and Robin literally hold their breaths as Latimer's heavy footsteps on the stairway come closer and closer. This is the big moment. Will they get the piece of kryptonite? And if they do, how can they escape with the house guarded front and rear by armed gunmen? Fellows and girls, tomorrow's episode in this exciting story brings you a thrill a minute, so don't miss it. Be sure to tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman's friends, Batman and Robin, in their efforts to protect the Man of Steel against the dire force of his one unconquerable enemy, tonight, meet up with a strange and startling turn of events.
Strictly for the girls, here's the big exciting offer from that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Yes, today Pet comes through with a whopper of an offer for girls only. It's a bright, silvery, beautiful charm bracelet. A charm bracelet plus 12 fascinating charms to dangle from it. Here's a bracelet that looks delicate on your wrist, but those silvery links are actually strong. The catch holds firm. Just the kind of bracelet to show off Pet's collection of 12 charms specially designed. And you can choose any or all of these 12 charms. For instance, there's a tiny clock, a piano, a telephone, a trolley car, and every one of these 12 charms are actually small-scale models of the real thing. Just try to match this terrific offer, a beautiful charm bracelet and 12 silvery charms. Now then, here's how you get your charm bracelet. Just send in a pep box top and 10 cents. It's that easy. And for each of the charms you want, you also send one pep box top and one dime, plus the names of the charms you want, like the clock or the piano. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 charms on it for future orders. Just remember, for each charm you order, send one pep box top and one dime. And for the charm bracelet, you also send one pep box top and a dime. Print your name and address clearly and send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Now the adventures of Superman. A small green glowing fragment of kryptonite, the strange metallic substance torn from the planet Krypton when it exploded in space, now seems likely to put an end to Superman's brilliant career. As you know, due to some mysterious chemical reaction, Superman loses all his strength and superhuman power when he comes within ten feet of the kryptonite. And the last remaining piece is in the hands of Big George Latimer, the ex-political boss exposed by Superman and sent to prison for a year. Unable to destroy the kryptonite himself, the Man of Steel has enlisted the aid of his famous friends, Batman and Robin. As we continue now, Batman and Robin are hidden under the bed in George Latimer's room. They have heard the front door open and close. They have heard Latimer's voice. Now they can hear his heavy steps ascending the stairs. Batman places his hand on Robin's tense arm. Here he comes up the stairs. Don't move a muscle. Until we... Until he closes the door. Then move fast. Supposing he doesn't close the door. We'll have to move anyway. Remember, he's got men all over the house. Only three so far as we know. Watch it now. He's up here in the hallway. Why can't they walk faster? The suspense is killing me. Patience, my friend. Patience, my foot. I like action. He's hiding under the... What's the matter? I'm going to sneeze. Robin, no. I can't help it. Put your hand over your mouth. Who's that? Who's in my room? No. Oh, he's not there. Hey. No, we're in trouble. I can cheat myself. Let's do it now. Come on. We have to get out of here before those goons of this start shooting up the place. Come on, follow me. Where to now? One of the front windows. We can lay low on the porch roof till this blows over. I certainly messed things up, didn't I? You couldn't help it. This window's stuck. Try the other one. Okay. Go ahead. Climb out, but keep low. Well, thing is, no moon tonight. You all right? Yeah. Come on. Right. Where are you? Over here. Better close that window again. Yes, I'm going to. Oh, just in time. Here they come. Well, the chances are they'll turn the lights on in the room. We better go up a little ways. Go ahead. I'm using them. Nothing like curling over a slate roof to keep your figure. We should do more of it. If you did less sneezing, we'd do less crawling. All right. This is far enough. Now what? Now we just wait it out. Here goes the light in the room. Get down. Ain't nobody in here, boys. Who's that? Joe. 
going to hurt someone. Would have been my sports. There's plenty around. Good thing they can call his rats. Look out the bed. Yeah, take a good look, Joe. Cut the coffee, Robin. No, nothing. I'm sure I heard something. You sounded like a man coughing the season. Oh, thanks, Mr. Latimer. What are you muttering about? He called me a man. I think I'll write a book from boy to man in one sneeze. Just be sure it isn't from boy to corpse in one shot. Well, what a cheerful boy. Take a look out on the roof, Joe. The porch roof. Okay. Now, Robert, relax. You can't see anything out here. It's too dark. Ever hear of flashlights? Watch it. The window's going up. Can't see nothing out here, boys. Old dark. <sighs> what did I tell you? Wait a minute. I've got a flashlight. What did I tell you? Now we're in trouble. Well, then let's get out of it. We can't move now, though, Harris. Dr. Campbell. Hey, Joe. Thanks, boys. Robin, yeah. He's bound to pick us up with the beam of that flashlight. It isn't even a Campbell. The car just stacked. Start moving. Which way? Down towards the edge of the roof. There's a rose trellis. The one we climbed to get up here. Thorns, I can. You can pick thorns out. Bullets are a little more difficult. Now go ahead, crawl. Joe, I hear something. Shangle out over there. He's got us. Quick, scramble down. There they are. Stop him, shoot! Ow! What's the matter? I cut my hand on the slate. Stop, I said! On the trellis, Robin, fast! Good thing he never learned how to shoot. Oh, talk, lie down. Just hurry! Stop him! Watch out below, Robin. He's yelling for the other two. Well, if they shoot like dead-eyed Joe, I'm not worried. Don't be so smart. Bad shots are sometimes lucky. You're down far enough to drop, aren't you? I think so. Well, go ahead. Are you all right? Yeah, it's about six feet. You can make it. Stand back. Here I come. It was a long six feet. Oh, it stretched after I dropped. Someone's coming. Got behind that bush. He's lucky around the trellis. How about jumping him? Chances are he's got a gun. So what? He won't know what hit him. You want me to try a flying tackle? All right, go ahead. Goodbye, baby. He's out, isn't he? Yeah, like a light. Do we take his gun? No, I don't like guns. I know, but sometimes they come in handy. We won't need it. Quiet, come on. Where to? The rear of the house. Keep close to the bushes. Any sign of them, Joe? Joe! Think we ought to answer him? Yes. With a sneeze. Oh, no fair. Watch him turning the corner of the house. We don't want to bump into any of them. Well, what do we want to do? Where? The house. What do you think? Oh, boy, you sure are a glutton for punishment. We came here to get the kryptonite. We haven't got it yet. We're going back together. Simple enough. Yeah, like ABC. Come on. All right. Hold up. That door looks like the entrance to the basement. If it isn't locked, we're in luck. Huh, it isn't. Stairway leading down to the basement. Follow me. Watch your step. And close the door behind you. Right. Oh, sure is dark down here. Like the inside of a motorman's glove. The darker, the better. Yeah, sure. If you get eyes like Superman. Watch it now. Don't bump into anything.
huddled in the pitch darkness of the basement, Batman and Robin hear a strange, spine-chilling sound like nothing they have ever heard before. What is it? Attempting to re-enter Big George Latimer's house in another effort to lay their hands on the precious piece of kryptonite, Batman and Robin found themselves in the black darkness of the basement. Suddenly, and without warning, they heard what seemed to resemble a low, throaty growl. What is it, Batman? I don't know. But whatever it is, I don't like it. Where is it coming from? Somewhere in this basement. It sounds to me like it's getting closer. Yes, it is. I don't like things that I can't see. Neither do I. Batman, it'll be on top of us in a minute. Wait. I'm going to strike a match. Get ready to move fast if we have to. Move where? How? I don't know. Just move. Here goes. But look! Great Scott! In the flickering yellow light of the flaming match held high over Batman's head, a strange sight meets their eyes. For a moment, both Batman and Robin are transfixed, motionless and soundless. What have they seen? Do you know? Have you any idea? Well, you can find out whether you're right by remembering to listen to tomorrow's exciting episode of this Superman-Batman story. There's a startling surprise in tomorrow's episode, so don't miss it. Yes, be sure to tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman's friends are confronted with the probability that they may never see him again. Afraid that the Man of Steel is the helpless prisoner of George Latimer, evil possessor of his one unconquerable enemy, Kryptonite. Now, lend your ears... 
borrow a pencil, and get in on this out-and-out terrific offer from that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Kellogg's Pep offers you fellows a big silvery keychain, a real man-sized keychain over 17 inches long, the kind of keychain that's heavy enough to hold your pocket knife or watch, the kind of keychain your friends would give their right eye to own. And that's not all. To jingle on that handsome keychain, Pep offers you 12 lucky pieces, silvery small-scale models of a skull and crossbones, a piano, a Scotty dog, a clock, a locomotive, Twelve lucky pieces in all, not just flat pieces of metal, but actual small-scale models that make a hit from every angle. That's Pep's exciting offer, a handsome keychain and twelve lucky pieces. And here's all you do to get your keychain. Just send in the Pep box stop and 15 cents. That's a nickel and a dime plus a Pep box stop. And for each of the lucky pieces you want, you send one Pep box stop and only one dime plus the names of the lucky pieces you want like the skull and crossbones of the piano. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 lucky pieces on it for future orders. Just remember, for each lucky piece you order, send one pep box stop plus one dime. Print your name and address clearly, and for both your keychain and your lucky pieces, send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, the adventures of Superman. In a valiant effort to retrieve a jagged piece of green glowing kryptonite, the one substance on Earth which robs Superman of his superhuman strength and power, Batman and Robin, the famous masked defenders of decency, visited the palatial fieldstone mansion of Big George Latimer. Trapped in Latimer's bedroom when Robin sneezed, the agile pair managed to escape through a window, over a porch roof, and down a rose trellis, knocking out one of Latimer's three gun-toting henchmen en route. Determined to make another try for the kryptonite, they re-entered the house through the basement. Cloaked in pitch darkness, they made their way carefully across the concrete floor, only to stop short as a weird, spine-chilling sound came to them out of the black. Suffering catfish, what's that? I don't know, Robin. But whatever it is, I don't like it. It's coming closer, what'll we do? I'd better light a match. You'd better do something. I don't like things I can't see. Neither do I. Batman, hurry! Here goes. Jeez, look! Great Scott. It's a dog, isn't it? Yes, but I've never seen an uglier one in my life. Bigger one. Hiya, fella. Be careful, Robin. His tail's as stiff as a ramrod. He's mean. A a nice doggy. Nice doggy. Not so nice doggy. Robin, back away slowly. He's getting ready to spring. Oh, if we only had a piece of meat or a pound of hamburger. He looks like it's settled for one of our hands. Or a choice morsel of throat. Oh, gosh. What's the matter? A match. It burned my finger. Quick, light another. If he leaves now, we're... by impenetrable darkness and battling against a vicious crossbred mastiff with tusk-like fangs. Batman and Robin faced probably the greatest single danger of their lives. But meanwhile, concerned about his friends, Superman has returned to the Latimer Mansion. We find him hovering in curious flight high above the cabled roof, making use of his X-ray vision to determine whether Batman and Robin are still there. Suddenly, he steppens in midair. Right, Scott. They're in the basement, fighting with a dog. Down! Down! This must be the basement door. Stand back, Batman. Let me at it. Superman. All right, Renton. Fight with me for a while. Robin, Robin, are you hurt? You're too sideways. Claw stretch. All right. Need any help? No, I don't want to hurt him. Just quiet him down. You two better get out of here. All right. No, I my arm won't help you, Rover. We haven't got the kryptonite yet. You won't get it now. Better get out before Lamber and his boys show up. I'll meet you at your house. Are you sure it's all right? Sure. Go ahead. Come on, Robin. I'm done now.
10 o'clock. Almost an hour since we left Superman at Latimer's place. Stop worrying about him, will you? He can take care of himself. How's your wrist? Okay. Not with that kryptonite around, he can't. Look, worry, Wart. If you're going to bite your nails down to your elbow, we better go back there and take a look around. Well, that suits me fine. I didn't want to leave in the first place. I told you I so. I know, but Superman was right. With the dog snarling all over the place, Latimer and his goons were bound to show up. Well, that's what worries me. I think they did show no, up. Don't and... say it. Let's go back there and find out. Come on. Everything looks peaceful. Too peaceful. It's only half past ten. Pretty early for Latimer and company to be asleep. Well, maybe Superman rocked them to sleep. A half hour ago, you were thinking something else. Come on. Let's go around to the back. Why the back? There's a balcony there. Maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. Check on Superman and grab the kryptonite. Here we go again. Break out your rope. Oh, I knew that was coming. It's all set. Okay, here we are. Loop one of the balcony posts up there, and we'll make like monkeys. Yeah, no sooner said than done, I hope. Good, bullseye. Go ahead, you first. Right. There you are. Come on, come on. Right. Uh-oh, we've got company. Lots of company. Make them welcome, Robin. Come in, boys. Sure. Pile right in the way. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Nice going, Batman. Oh, your nose is showing. Robin, get under that. Get up. Sergeant Healy. Robin, Robin, the fight's over. Well, well, blow me down. We've been battling the police. I'll say you have. I'll Sorry, Sergeant. We couldn't see who you were in the dark. Well, I'm sure glad you're here. You see, we... Save it, Batman. Put out your hands. You too, Robin. What? what? Hey, what's the idea of the handcuffs? Under arrest. Under arrest? That's right. Mr. Latimer tipped us off that you might try to break into his house. Huh? Inspector Anderson couldn't believe it, but he sent me out here when Latimer insisted he was in danger. Looks like he was right, too. Come along now. We're going down to headquarters. Oh, but we've got well, to find Superman first, Sergeant. He may be trapped in Latimer's house. Superman trapped? Are you kidding? No, no. You see, it's... Save like it this. for the inspector. Come on. <laughs> All right, now give it to me straight. What's the story? Here it is in a nutshell, Inspector. We did break into Latimer's house early tonight. Yeah? Why? To get a piece of kryptonite Latimer has. A piece of what? Kryptonite. You remember some years ago, a meteor landed in the cornfield just outside Metropolis? Yeah? Well, what about it? It was a fragment of the planet Krypton. And in the Earth's atmosphere, when Superman was exposed to it, he lost his strength. That's right. I remember reading about it in the papers. Well, Latimer's got the last remaining piece of the stuff. And he's trying to use it to get Superman to knuckle under. Huh? We were just trying to help Superman out by grabbing it. On account of he couldn't do it himself, because when he gets close to the stuff, he's weak as a kitten. Now, wait a minute. So you broke in, huh? Then what? We hid under Latimer's bed, waiting for him. Yeah? But Robin sneezed and the jig was up. Uh-uh. We got out through the window with Latimer's goons shooting at us. We ducked around the side of the house and slipped into the basement. Then we ran into trouble. Yeah? What kind of trouble? A dog. An ugly, mean-tempered mongrel. He had Robin down on the floor and was angling for her throat when suddenly Superman showed up. Yes, and thank heavens he did. He got the dog off, Robin. And then he told us to get back to my house where it meet us. Yeah. That was about nine o'clock. At ten, we began to get a little nervous. We went out to Latimer's to check. That's when Healy grabbed us. We think Superman's in trouble, and we think Latimer is responsible. Well, uh, what do you suggest? That we get out to Latimer's place as soon as possible and search it from the basement to the attic. Okay, let's go. We'll be back in a moment to find out what Batman, Robin, and Inspector Henderson discover at Big George Latimer's house. Arriving at Big George Latimer's stone mansion, Batman, Robin, Inspector Henderson, and two uniformed policemen were admitted to an panel study where shortly Latimer himself, attired in pajamas and a silk dressing robe, joined them. 
Briefly, Inspector Henderson told him what they were after. A puzzled expression flitted across Latimer's bland face. I'm sorry, Inspector, but I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I have no kryptonite, and I haven't seen Superman. That's a lie. Easy, easy, Robin. It is a lie, and he knows it. Shouldn't that little boy be in bed? What? Now, now, just a minute. I tell you then, Mr. Latimer, that you have no objections to our searching the house? Why, uh, why, no. None at all. Good. McGuire, you take the top floor. Yes, sir. Reed, you take this floor. Uh, we'll check the basement. Is the dog still down there? Dog? What dog? Are you kidding? I've never owned a dog. I was Skip a... it, skip it, Robin. You coming with us, Inspector? Yep. Take us to the basement, Mr. Latimer. Well, gentlemen, I hope now you're satisfied. Searched my house thoroughly and have found no evidence of what you call kryptonite, a dog, or Superman. Is there anything else I can do for you? Yes, you can tell us the truth. Ixnay, Robin. But he's lying in his teeth. I suggest you take the boy home and put him to bed. He's overtired. For two cents. For two cents, you'll get those handcuffs slapped back on, Robin. Oh, okay. I know when I'm licked. Evidently, you were wrong somewhere along the line, Batman. Superman isn't here. That's what worries me. We're too late. Too late for what? Too late to save him. Robin's right. Mr. Latimer is lying. Somehow he managed to get Superman and the kryptonite together. And I'm afraid that none of us will ever see Superman again. Gravely, Batman makes a statement that hits the assembled company like a bombshell. All but big George Latimer, who smiles faintly behind the expressionless mask on his face. Is Batman right? Has the ruthless, bigoted political boss somehow managed to put an end to Superman's career? Or is there some other reason for Superman's mysterious disappearance? Whichever it is, gang, it spells excitement. So don't miss tomorrow's episode to learn what happened to Superman. Follow Batman and Robin as they continue the adventures of Superman. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. 
I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman! Today, Superman's friends, Batman and Robin, race against time as they determinedly start their search for him, realizing that the deadly kryptonite may rob the Man of Steel of his strength, but temporarily cannot finish him. All right, fellas, here it is. Here's what's what on that super special offer from Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. What a big silvery keychain to hook into your pocket or belt. I mean a man-sized keychain, over 17 inches long and all-out good-looking. And wait, that's not all. To jingle on that keychain, Pep also offers you 12 lucky pieces. Silvery small-scale models of a skull and crossbones, for instance. A football, a Scotty dog, a locomotive, binoculars, a trolley car. 12 lucky pieces in all, each an actual small-scale model that's fun to jingle around. Not just a flat piece of metal, but a small edition of the real thing. That's Pep's exciting offer. A handsome keychain and 12 lucky pieces to twirl and jingle on your chain. Now then, all you do to get your keychain is send in a pep box stop and 15 cents. That's a nickel and a dime plus a pep box stop. And for each of the lucky pieces you want, you send one pep box top and only one dime plus the names of the lucky pieces you want, like the skull and crossbones or the football. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 lucky pieces on it for future orders. Just remember, for each lucky piece you order, send one pep box top plus one dime. Print your name and address clearly, and to get your keychain and your lucky pieces, send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, the adventures of Superman. In a desperate attempt to retrieve a piece of kryptonite, a strange metallic substance which has the power to rob Superman of all his strength, Batman and Robin entered the house of Big George Latimer, where they were attacked by the politician's huge dog. Superman arrived in time to save his friends' lives and arranged to meet them at their home in a few minutes. But once several hours passed and he failed to appear, Batman and Robin returned to Latimer's house with Inspector Henderson to search for him. However, neither Superman nor the dog nor the strange green-glowing kryptonite could be found, all of which led Batman to make a startling statement. I'm afraid none of us will ever see Superman again. As we continue now in the oak-handled study of Latimer's mansion, the burly red-faced political leader, attired in a silk dressing gown, turns to Batman, Robin, and Police Inspector Henderson. Perhaps you'd like to tear up the floor to search for Superman. I may have him buried under it, you know. Now, wait a minute. Or maybe I burned him in the furnace. Why don't you look in there for his bones? Listen, Mr. Wise... No, you listen, all of you. This joke has gone far enough. Waking me up in the middle of the night and accusing me of doing something to Superman. To Superman, mind you. Inspector Henderson, have you lost your mind? Now, wait a minute, Mr. Latimer. I haven't accused anybody of anything, yet. I am just trying to get to the bottom of this. Now, Batman and Robin say a dog attacked them in the basement of this house a couple of hours ago. Superman showed up and saved them. Ridiculous. I've never had a dog. What? Why, you... Hold it, both of you. Hold it. What about the gunman, Mr. Latimer? There were three. We knocked one out. You just searched my house, Inspector. 
Did you see any gunmen? Well, no. They were here. We saw three of them. There may have been more. Rubbish. They must have left after Robin and I did. And maybe took Superman with them. Against his will? Superman? Yes, the kryptonite... That should convince you these fellows are lying, Inspector. Imagine anyone taking Superman away against his will. It could be done if the kryptonite was used on him, and you know it. What? Don't try to pull that innocent line on us. You know very well... Just a moment, Batman. Let me handle this. Now, as I understand it, Mr. Latimer, kryptonite is a metal or mineral which fell to Earth several years ago as a meteor. For some unknown reason, Superman loses all his strength and power when he comes within ten feet of it. Possible. I don't believe it. Well, I admit it does sound screwy, but Batman and... Piece Robin... of metal makes Superman lose all his strength. That's a hot one. You're a good actor, Latimer, but you can't get away with it. Robin and I know you had the kryptonite. I had it. Yes, you. You got it from the laugher when he died in prison. Believe me, Inspector, I've never heard anything so fantastic in my life. These two are crazy. No way. I've heard enough. Take them away before I lose my temper, Inspector. I'm going back to bed. Good night. Oh, no, you don't, Latimer. <laughs> Take your hands off me, Batman! You're not leaving till you tell us what you did with Superman. Batman! Batman. Bet you're not... Where is he? Take your hands off me, I said. Let him go, Batman. He knows where he is. Oh, I said, or you'll get in trouble with me. This is an outrage. Guess you've forgotten I have some influence in this city. I'll speak to the mayor about this in the morning. I'm sorry, Mr. Latimer. Well, a serious charge has been made against you, and, well, it's my duty to invest... Your duty is to use the brains you are blessed with, Inspector. Don't you see why these fellows made this ridiculous charge against me? Well, they say... Never mind what they say. They're friends of Superman. They're trying to save what's left of his reputation by discrediting me. Now, wait a second. Superman didn't dare face me on public platform and deny that he's a blackmailer, did he? And that he framed the evidence and sent me to prison, did he? That was because you had the kryptonite. He couldn't come near you. Ridiculous. He didn't dare face me because he knew I was telling the truth. So he sent you two to threaten me and spread this fairy tale about my having this, this kryptonite, or whatever you call it. And you fell for it, Inspector. I didn't fall for anything. I'm just investigating. Just investigating. Rats. Just a minute, Latimer. Now listen. I won't listen to another word from either of you. Mr. I will let you out to the street. Good night, gentlemen. Unless you care to arrest me, Inspector. No, 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 no. Of course not. I'm sorry to have troubled you, Mr. Latimer. Come on, Batman. Out to my car. You too, Robin. But, Inspector, We've you... got to make him talk. Come on, I said. You've got to listen, Inspector. Latimer knows... I'm all through listening. You and Robin got me in a jam. George Latimer pushes a lot of weight in this town, and he can make it hot for me with the mayor and the commissioner. But you're forgetting Superman. Latimer knows what happened to him and where he is. I don't believe anything happened to Superman. Something must have. He was supposed to come directly to our house in Latimer's. That was hours ago, and he didn't show up. So what? He might be any place. Up in the sky? He is, and I'm sure of it. And so am I. Ah, you were sure he was in trouble at Latimer's place, too. So you drag me out there, and we don't find Superman or the kryptonite or a dog or any gunman. Yeah, fine monkey you made out of me. Just a minute, Inspector, ah, please. skip it. Back to headquarters, Frank. Yes, sir. Oh, wait, Inspector. Oh, it's no use, Robin. Here in, we're on our own. Oh, what's the matter with Henderson? If he'd arrest Latimer and put the blocks to him, maybe he'd talk. I doubt it. Anyhow, how can he arrest him? We can't prove that Latimer did anything to Superman. I'm sure he did. Well, so am I, but... Say, wait a minute. We've forgotten something. What's that? We've been away from our house for a long time. Maybe, just maybe, Superman showed up while we were gone. Well, I hope you're right, but I doubt it. Did Superman show up while we were gone tonight, Alfred? Superman, sir? Why, no, sir. I didn't think so. Were you expecting him, sir? Yes, but uh, never mind, Alfred, thanks. You're welcome, sir. Well, that's that. Where do we go from here, Pappy? Well, you got me, Robin. I hate to say it, but... Yeah, he said it before... I don't think we'll ever see Superman again. We've got to face it. Latimer accomplished everything he set out to. He revenged himself on Superman. 
And he built himself back into political power by saying Superman framed the evidence that sent him to jail. Ah, the rat. But Latimer knows that while Superman is alive, he's a constant danger to him. If Latimer ever loses the kryptonite, he's a dead pigeon. So... So you think he used the kryptonite to to get rid of Superman forever, huh? Yes, he... Say, wait, Robin. I just remembered something. What? Superman told me that while the kryptonite robs him of all its strength, it can't finish him. It can't? No. There's only one way in which he can be killed. What's that? Robin, I don't dare even breathe it. But it takes quite a while. And that means Superman is still alive wherever he is. Well, jeepers, we've got to find him then before Latimer discovers the way to finish him. Right. But how? Latimer's goons must have taken him to some hideout. And Inspector Henderson won't put the police force on the case. I know. We've got to let Latimer lead us to Superman. Latimer? Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Latimer's guerrillas won't be able to finish Superman. It'll take brains to figure out how to do it. And that means Latimer himself. We'll trail him every minute of the day and night. Well, come on. What are we waiting for? Nothing. Out to the Batmobile. Rushing from the house, Batman and Robin leap into their Batmobile and start back to Big George Latimer's mansion on Metropolis Heights. Have they figured Latimer and his plans correctly? And will they be in time? As Batman and Robin speed to Big George Latimer's mansion, a slight, round-faced, bald-headed man has stepped from a station wagon at Latimer's door and let himself into the stone mansion with a key. He is Blake, Latimer's secretary and Man Friday, and we join him now in the shade-drawn study, where the burly, red-faced politician, still in dressing gown and slippers, questions him eagerly. Well, tell me, how'd it go, Blake? So far, so good, Mr. Latimer. We got him out there all right. Fine, fine. But now what? He's Superman. If he ever breaks loose and gets his strength back, could bite all of us. How can he break loose? You set the kryptonite near him, didn't you? Just a few feet away. And I left Joe there to make sure it stays near him. But we can't keep like that for the rest of our lives, Mr. Latimer. If anything ever happens, if somebody slips up and he gets loose... We're not going to keep him like that for the rest of our lives. We're going to get rid of him. Get rid of him? Yes. Finish him. Finish Superman? How? I've been thinking. Must be a way. I intend to find it. Right now. Now? But the police... Victor Henderson was here. I convinced him he was barking up the wrong tree. Well, what about Batman and Robin? I got rid of them, too, for the time being. But I admit I'm worried about them. They saw the kryptonite here, and they'll hang on. We've got to finish Superman before they get on the trail. You wait here, Blake. I'll get some clothes on. we leave at once. I'm going to find a way to finish Superman. Tonight. Set in a hard, cruel line, Big George Latimer hurries from the room to dress, determined that tonight will mark the end of Superman. Batman did figure Latimer's plans correctly, but right now he and Robin are speeding toward the politician's stone mansion in their swift Batmobile. Will they arrive before Latimer leaves for the hideout where Superman is being held? Don't miss Monday's thrill-packed episode, fellows and girls. Be sure to tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Behold my precious. 
Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot, on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pat. P-E-P Pep Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman Today, Superman's life hangs in the balance As Batman and Robin fight a battle of wits with the Man of Steel's enemy Cunning, crooked George Latimer Say, just wait till you girls hear about the beautiful bracelet you can get, along with 12 bright silvery charms. Yes, that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep, actually offers you a slick-looking charm bracelet with 12 fascinating charms to dangle from it. The kind of charm bracelet you've seen the high school crowd wear. A delicate-looking bracelet with strong silvery links to show off Pep's terrific collection of charms. Wait till your friends see that Scotty dog charm, for instance, jingling on your wrist. He looks so real you can almost see his tail wag, and he's actually got a cold note. And you'll go for the little telephone charm complete with a dial and the tiny clock and the piano and you can order any or all of the 12 just try and match this terrific offer the kind of bracelet and charms you've always wanted now then here's how you get your bracelet just send in a pep box top and 10 cents and for each of the charms you'd like you also send one pep box top and one dime plus the names of the charms you want like the Scotty Dog or the telephone. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 charms on it for future orders. Just remember, for each charm you order, send one pep box top and one dime. And for the charm bracelet, you also send one pep box top and a dime. Print your name and address clearly and send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. <laughs> The Adventures of Superman. Aware that Big George Latimer, a dishonest politician, has secured possession of a piece of kryptonite, a strange metallic substance which robs Superman of all his strength when he comes within ten feet of it, Batman and Robin suspected that Superman, who has disappeared, had been exposed to the weakening power of the kryptonite by Latimer, and then spirited away. As we learned Friday, this is exactly what happened. And as Batman and Robin raced towards Latimer's house, hoping to trail him to wherever Superman was being held prisoner... Latimer said to Blake, his secretary, There must be a way to put an end to Superman. And I'm going to find that way tonight. 
As we continue now, Batman with Robin beside him in their powerful bat-shaped car is speeding up a dark tree-lined street in Metropolis Heights, at the end of which, just ahead, is big George Latimer's palatial high-walled estate. Suddenly, Batman calls out, Hang on, Robin! Oh! Talk about stopping on a dime. Snap up the lights, quick. I'll kill the motor. Okay, what gives? Look, coming out of Latimer's driveway. Uh-oh, a station wagon. Duck down low. We don't want to be seen. Check. Oh, never mind. Turning up the side road. Can you see who's in it? I could see two men. One of them was Latimer. Oh, looks like we got here just in time. Ah, on the nose. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get after them. Mm, better give them a head start. I don't want them to know we're trailing them. But we'll lose them. Don't you worry. Okay, now we can go. Oh, it's about time. <laughs> I know. There they are up ahead. They're turning left. Uh Huh? That's the highway. Come on, step on it. Relax, sonny boy. Relax. It's 2.30 in the morning. Latimer isn't going out to buy a sandwich. I know. He might be heading for wherever they've got Superman. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, now what? The highway. Stop at highways and stay alive. Oh. All clear. I see them. Say, what's the matter with you, Robin? You're hopping around like a flea on a hot griddle. I guess I got that jitters. I keep remembering what you said. About what? About Superman. You said he told you there was one way he could be killed. That's right, but I And you figured Latimer would try to finish him off now. Because while Superman's alive, Latimer and his dirty schemes are in danger. I also told you it takes brains to discover the one way in which Superman can be finished. Which is where Latimer comes in and why we're trailing him. I'm counting on him to lead us to Superman. And we take over, Savvy. Yeah, I just hope Latimer is leading us to Superman. My hunch says he is. Uh-oh. Oh, they're turning off in the Mill Road. That's not so good. What do you mean? Mill Road winds like a snake. And the moon won't help us either. Too many trees. Well, we'll have to use our lights. Oh, won't they spot us? We'll have to take that chance. Look, Robin, you handle the lights. Switch them on only for the turns, then off again. And just use the dimmers. Okay, give me the word when you want them. Right. Hang on, they're speaking up. And we're going with them. I'm awake. I'm just thinking. What is it, Blake? Well, I'm not sure, but I think a car's following us. What? I don't see any car. I think it's running without lights. Without lights? In this corkscrew road? Well, every few minutes I seem to see a pair of dim lights in the rear vision mirror. They stay on a couple of seconds, then go out again. Could be fireflies. Oh, yes, I suppose so. But look, there they go again. Where? Oh, yes, I see them. Pretty far back and very dim. Can't be sure if they're car lights or not. They're gone now. Well, that's the way they've been acting, on and off every little while. Do you suppose the police could be trailing us? Police? No. Like the Henderson almost bit Batman's head off tonight when Batman made him search my house for Superman and the kryptonite. I rubbed it into Henderson, made him feel like a fool. It won't bother me again. What about Batman or Robin? They know Superman was in your house early this evening and that you've got the kryptonite. They left with Henderson. They weren't around when we pulled out. Uh, they're clever, though. No, watch that turn the road. Those lights behind us again. Uh-huh. Gone now. I think it's a car, and it's following us. Just using lights when we have to, so we won't notice. We're going to find out. Do you want me to stop? No, keep going. Slow down a little. Okay. Now what? Keep going. I'll tell you what to do. Now. 
ditch is pretty shallow here. Pull off the road and park behind those high bushes. Yes, sir. A little further in, Blake, so we won't be seen from the road. That does it. Stop and cut your engine. Now, turn off the lights. Yes, sir. Good. Sit tight now. That's a car behind us. It'll be along in a moment. I hear a car, Mr. Latimer. So do I. We should have cut our lights before we went off the road. They might have seen us. Couldn't. We're back behind that turn. They got their lights for the turn on the road. Yeah. That's why they winked on and off. We're just using them on the curves. That's what I Hold. figured. Coming around the curb now. <laughs> Keep low now. Let them pass. Did you notice the strange shape of that car, Blake? No, sir. I couldn't see much in the dark. Looks like the Batmobile. What's that? Batman and Robin, special car, shaped like a bat. Start the motor and get back on the road. But, Mr. Lamb... Do as I say. Yes, sir. Turn around. Head back to the highway. Pick up the river road to the, uh, to the old mill that way. It's longer, but we lose Batman and Robin. By the time they realize we're not ahead of them and turn back. We'll get the highway. Step in it, Blake. Give it all she's got. Yes, sir. Robin. Coming up. Is the station wagon still in front of us? I've seen it for a couple of minutes. Road curves too much. Okay, toss the glimpse. Jack, the trees are thinning out. You see the moon? We won't need the lights now, I don't think. Oh, that's a break. We're getting a straight stretch of road for a change, too. We could be able... Hey, what the... What's up? I can't see Latimer's station wagon. What? Hey, neither can I. Step on it. They must have gained on us. No, no. What are you stopping for? The road's straight for at least two miles. Then it angles up that tall hill in full view, see? The moon's shining on it, but no station wagon. Oh, jeepers, they couldn't have topped that long hill in a couple of minutes they were out of sight. Well, they must have spotted our lights. Pulled off the road until we went by, then doubled back to the highway. Oh, and we fell for it, are we done? Take it easy. We're not licked yet. Wait, I turn around. Well, we don't know where they went. Well, they were headed north on this road. My hunch is they went back to the highway, figuring to pick up the next road north. That would be River Road. Now I'm going to open this wagon up. Hang on and keep your fingers crossed. Pressing the accelerator down to the floor, Batman sends his powerful car hurtling back over the twisting road in pursuit of Big George Latimer. Will he overtake him, or has the wily politician eluded him? Having doubled back to the highway in their station wagon, Blake, at the command of Big George Latimer, followed the highway for two miles and is now headed north once more on River Road, a dark, narrow thoroughfare which follows a tall bluff high above the river. I guess we gave them the slip all right, Blake. Yes, sir. And I don't mind saying I'm relieved, Mr. Latimer. <laughs> Range can always win over Braun. I've proved it with Superman. We'll be at the old mill in an hour. Good heavens. What's the matter? They're following us again. What? You mean... Batman and Robin, they're just topping that hill behind us. They're running without lights again, but you can make out their bat-shaped car in the moonlight. Bastard, you're right. Well, what do we do now, sir? Let me think. I don't like this. Quiet. Look, Blake... Isn't Bill Anderson's farm near here? Yes, sir. About a mile or so back from the road. Why? I've got an idea. Listen now. As soon as you round that next turn by the trees, stop. I'm going to get Batman and Robin off my trail for good. Ominously, Big George Latimer directs Blake to stop the station wagon beyond the tree-hidden curve in the road and leave the car. 
preparing a trap which he says will remove Batman and Robin from his trail for good. What is the trap Latimer is setting? And will Batman and Robin step into it? Superman's life may depend on the result of the next few minutes. So don't miss hearing tomorrow's exciting episode. Tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, as Superman lies a helpless victim of the green glowing kryptonite, cruel and pitiless George Latimer makes final plans for the Man of Steel's complete destruction. Here it is, girls, just what you've always wanted, a charm bracelet, all a jingle with slick-looking charms. And now you can own and wear one thanks to the swell offer from that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Yes, a bracelet with the kind of charms high school seniors would give a lot to own. For instance, there's a silvery little telephone with a dial that's so real-looking, you almost feel like using it to phone your best friend. And there's a little cuckoo clock with a cuckoo that looks all set to pop out. And take a look at that Scotty dog and the piano and the trolley car. And one of the nice things about this swell Pep offer is that you can order any or all 12 of these terrific charms. For each charm you order, just send a dime and a pep box stop, plus the names of the charms you want. Say you start by sending for just the telephone or the clock. When it comes, you'll also receive a printed slip with the names and pictures of all 12 charms on it for future orders. And to get the bracelet itself, the bright silvery link bracelet to dangle your charms from, you also send in a pep box top and 10 cents. That's one dime and a box top from Kellogg's Pep for the bracelet and a dime and a pep box top for each of the charms you order. Print your name and address clearly and send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Better jot that down. The address is Superman, Department 1R. Battle Creek, Michigan, and tell every boy you know to be listening tomorrow for the extra offer for men only. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Convinced that Big George Latimer, Superman's arch enemy, had exposed the Man of Steel to the power of kryptonite, a strange green glowing substance which robbed Superman of all his strength, and had then spirited him away, Batman and Robin trailed Latimer late at night. In their Batmobile, they followed a station wagon in which the politician and Blake, his secretary, drove far into the country. But Latimer became aware that he was being trailed and ordered Blake to stop in a curb of the road on a steep cliff above the river, out of sight of their pursuers. Now, as the burly red-faced politician stands by, the slight bald-headed Blake operates a jack which has been placed under the running board. Slowly, the station wagon lifts upward on two wheels, tilting over the edge of the road toward the river below. Listen. Just... What's the idea of this, Mr. Lamb? Never mind. Hurry up. Get you back into it. 
That man and Robin will be here in a moment. But what? Save your breath and let the car. If I lift it much more, it'll go off the road and drop into the river. I'll tell you when to stop. Hurry. You can hear the car coming. Going as fast as I can. I wish you'd tell me. I told you. I'm going to get Batman and Robin off my trail. Hold it. That'll be enough. Enough for what? One good push by both of us will topple this crate off the road. Why do you want to do that? There won't be anything left of the station wagon. I can buy plenty of station wagons. Batman and Robin will see it plunge off the road into the river and think we're in it, see? Oh, you mean that? Quiet. Almost at the turn. You get a hold of the running board. When I get the word, heave. And get back off the road and into the bushes. Got it? Yes, sir. The chance we get, we'll slip over to Anderson's farm to borrow a car from him. All right, get ready. They're reaching the curve. Now, heave, Blake. That does it. Come on, Blake. Into the bushes. And look. Good heavens. The station wagon went off the road. Right smack into the drink. Oh, it's the end of Big George Latimer, I guess. It looks like it. Come on. Where to? Down to the river. We've got to see what we can do for Latimer. What for? Good riddance, I say. I'd rather have him alive. He's the only one who can tell us where Superman is, remember? Oh, I forgot that. Okay, let's go. Careful now. Down this cliff. Yeah, careful yourself, Happy. <laughs> Batman. Right here, Robin. Oh, the river sure is deep. You're not kidding. I couldn't reach bottom. I got down. Did you find the station wagon? Yep. What about Latimer and his sidekick? Your guess is as good as mine. What do you mean? Now, here's the shore. Let's get out of this bathtub and I'll tell you about it. Oh, okay. Come on. Yeah. Okay, get that mysterious look off your face and tell me what gives, Pappy. Well, I found the station wagon. You've already told me that. What about Big George and his playmate? I couldn't find him, Match. Well, you mean they weren't in the car? You're beginning to catch. Well, they must have been thrown out. You saw the station wagon leave the road and fall through the air and hit the river. They weren't thrown out. Well, I mean, after they sank, the doors must have opened. They didn't they... open. They were still closed. Oh? A couple of the windows were broken, but Latimer's a big man. His body wouldn't fit through one of those windows. It must have. Well, maybe. Unless... Unless what? A little bee is buzzing in my bonnet, Robin. And I don't like the sound it makes. Tune me in. I will. After we get back up to the road. Come on, dig in and start climbing. Right. Yeah. Phew. It's easier to go down a cliff than up. What are you doing, Batman? Looking for four-leaf clovers? Cut the comedy and take a gander at this. What is it? Oh, it looks like a car, Jack. It is. It's lying here in the weeds beside the road. Well, isn't that ducky? But we're not collecting junk. It right? isn't junk. It's a brand new Jack. Hasn't been lying here long either. No rust. Not even do. Okay, so we win a new jack. Now we've got two. You don't get it, Robin. Look, we're wasting time. We've got to report this accident to the police and then try to find Superman. And with Latimer drowned, that's going to be a job, too. Maybe Latimer isn't drowned. Now that would be the miracle of the century. Would it? Come on over here, Robin. Now what? Right here. You see this deep dent in the road? Uh-huh. All right, watch now. You see how the heel of this jack hits the dent in the road? Sure, somebody had a flat here, changed tires, and then forgot the jack. Maybe. But do you remember remember the position of the station wagon when it left the road? The position? Yeah. Was it pointed front down or rear down? Neither. It fell sideways. Exactly. Flat on the side. And it stayed that way until it hit the water. If they missed the turn and driven off the road, that'd have fallen front down. Or if they skidded off, which they didn't, because we'd be able to see the skid marks in this old road, that'd have fallen rear down. All right, that makes sense, but what are you driving it? Just this. Latimer might have jacked up the station wagon and pushed it over the cliff. Pushed it over? What for? Oh, you're a little slow on the uptake tonight, Robin. 
Latimer evidently knew we were trailing him when he tried to lose us on New Road. He might have caught wires that were on his trail again and pulled this stunt to lose us for good. Cheapers could be. And then... Oh, come on, he must be around here someday. Take it easy, Robin. Take it easy. He's got at least a half hour start on us. It's dark and we don't know the country. We just can't go diving off into the woods after him. But he wouldn't get rid of his car and lose himself out in the middle of nowhere. Say, he might have a hideout around here and have Superman there. I'm thinking of that. Well, what do we do then? Wait until it gets light and then start looking? No. Come on back to the car. I'll radio Alfred and tell him to fly out here in the back lane at once. It'll be dawn when he gets here. And we'll give this countryside a real going over. It's our only chance to find Latimer and Superman. Hurrying to the shortwave radio transmitter in their car, Batman and Robin make rapid plans to press the search for Big George Latimer and Superman. As we continue now, it is dawn. Big George Latimer and Blake, his secretary, have arrived at an ancient mill set far back from a rutted, weed-grown country road and almost completely hidden by scraggly bushes, tall sunflowers, and two weeping willows on the bank of the stream. Inside the dim, dusty mill, Superman lies on the floor. The muscles in his arms and neck stand out like great cords as he tries and tries again to move, only to groan and fall back helplessly. Three feet away on a small stool rests the jagged piece of kryptonite. It is the size of a large piece of coal and glows with a deep, unearthly, emerald green light. Big George Latimer, his thick lips spread in a gloating smile, regards the scene for a long moment. Then he nods his head to a rough-looking man who crouches tensely near the kryptonite. The man rises with nervous relief and steps outside. Waving his cigar, Latimer speaks to his secretary. Look at him, Blake. The great Superman lying helpless at my feet. <laughs> Go ahead. Laugh, Latimer. My time will come. Listen to him, Blake. He hasn't the strength to brush a fly off his nose, and he dares to threaten me. I'll remember all this, Latimer. You won't remember it for long. What do you mean? I don't mind telling you. You've served your purpose as far as I'm concerned. And you couldn't appear and deny my charges that you framed the evidence that sent me to jail. You let me build myself back into power. I'm stronger politically now than I ever was. I'll take care of that. When I get free... But you're not going to get free, my friend. Use your head, Latimer. You can't keep me here for the rest of your life. Someone will find me. My friends or the police... They'll be too late. Or your guards will fall asleep. Or stumble against the stool. And knock the kryptonite across the room. Or any one of a dozen other things. Then I'll have my strength back. And where will you be? He's right, Mr. Latimer. Of course he's right, Blake. That's why he has to die. Die? Me? Yes. I'm going to finish you, Superman. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Have you forgotten who I am? No, but you're a living thing. And all living things, trees, flowers, animals, men, can be destroyed. That means you can be destroyed, too. That's what you think. I know it. And I'm going to prove it. Now. Blake. Yes, sir. Tell William Jennings to come in here. Yes, sir. This is the end of Superman. he seems unworried and disdainful of Latimer's threat, Superman hears a voice, his own voice, running through his mind. There is one way I can't be finished. Has Latimer thought of it? Will he think of it? He's smart. Too smart. Am I done for at last before I can stop him from spreading his filthy doctrine of hatred and intolerance? Will Big George Latimer succeed in doing away with Superman? What do you think? Batman and Robin are searching desperately for the Man of Steel. 
Will they find the hidden mill in time? There's a thrill a minute in tomorrow's exciting episode, so be sure not to miss it. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Cap, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, as Superman's friends continue their frantic search for his whereabouts, the Man of Steel struggles against insurmountable odds of sheer life or death. Now hold your breath, fellas, and hold your horses, because here's all about a swell silver keychain you can get, and 12 of the keenest lucky pieces ever, all offered by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You know the kind of keychain college men wear. Well, this is a handsome man-sized keychain. It's over 17 inches long and heavy enough to hold your pocket knife or watch. The kind of keychain your friends would give their right eye to own. And wait till they see the lucky pieces you're jingling on that keychain. For instance, that silver little varsity football marks you as strictly a football man. And that skull and crossbones looks like a secret society badge. And there's a locomotive, binoculars, a Scotty dog. Order any or all of these 12 lucky pieces. Here's how. For each one you order, just send one pet box top and one dime, plus the names of the ones you want. I like the football or the skull and crossbones. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 lucky pieces on it for future reference. Just remember, for each one you order, send a pet box top and a dime, plus the names of the lucky pieces you want. And now to get your keychain, send a pet box top and 15 cents. That's a nickel and a dime, plus a pet box top for the keychain. Print your name and address clearly and send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, the adventures of Superman. By means of a jagged piece of kryptonite, a strange green glowing metallic substance which robs Superman of his amazing strength and powers when he comes within ten feet of it, Big George Latimer, a dishonest politician, and Superman's arch enemy, trapped the Man of Steel, bringing him to an old and deserted mill deep in the woods. Latimer is determined to find a way to end Superman's life. At the moment, he stands outside the open door of the old mill, while preparations are going on inside, where Superman is held in the powerful grip of the piece of kryptonite, which glows with a curious cold green light a few feet away. The sun is high overhead, and standing beside Latimer... Walter Blake, his thin, stoop-shouldered secretary, mops his bald head and starts nervously as Latimer's harsh voice breaks the woodland silence. How's it coming, Gus? Be ready in a minute, boys. Good. It's 
no use. You're wasting your time. You can't kill Superman, Mr. Latimer. It's impossible. I can and I will, Blake. But you've tried everything and failed. Not everything. You tried stabbing him, but you just broke the knife blades. You tried to drown him. You even poured poison down his throat. He just laughed at you. I'm not through yet. It's no use. If you'll listen to me... I'll set, boy. Okay. Go ahead, Gus. What's that? Machine gun. And I'm a pissing bullet. Good heavens. <laughs> you see, he's just laughing at you. Shut up. We haven't tried fire yet. Use the blowtorch, Gus. Okay, but I don't think it'll work. This guy ain't human. Of course he isn't. If you'll give up this silly idea and listen to Shut me. Shut up, Blake. Go ahead, Gus. We'll wait right here outside the door. Okay, but this is getting on my nerves. Mr. Latimer, please listen to me. You can't kill Superman. The thing to do is... I've to... got to kill him, you blockhead. I can't count on keeping him chained to the piece of kryptonite forever. That's what I'm afraid Unless of. Unless Superman is dead, my career, my life is in danger. Don't you see that? Of course I do, but you can't kill him, so I say make a deal with him. Deal? Yes. Offer to let him go free on his promise never to bother or interfere with you in any way. Superman's word is his bond. Everyone knows that. Save your breath, Latimer. You'll never make any deals with me. There's your answer, Blake. What's holding you up, Gus? I had to get the blowtorch ready. I'm all set now. Go ahead, then. I'm going to watch this. Maybe you'll sing a different tune now, Superman. Come on, Gus. Give it to him. Okay. Here she goes. Good heavens. Not even like that, Superman. I always did like heat. Tell you're going to play it on my head. Maybe you can put a curl in my hair. There. You see, Mr. Latimer? Blast him. Stop it, Gus. All right. Come inside, Blake. I tell you, it's no use, boss. Nothing can hurt this guy. Nonsense. I shoot 50 caliber bullets at him. Bullets that'll go through a tank. And he laughs. I put a blowtorch on him that'll cut through six inches of steel. And what happens? Nothing. I give up. I'm through. Boogie, oh, tip oh, over the stool. The kryptonite throw me away. Yes, you fool. This is what I've been waiting for. Quick, no, Latimer. Give it to me. Here, here. Take it. No use, Latimer. I've got you now. They've got me, eh? Here's the kryptonite. What are you going to do now, Superman? Oh, I can't. That's it. Fall down. Gravel at my feet. Oh, thank goodness. I thought that was the end of it. Me too. The next time that happens, you won't be so lucky, Latimer. There won't be any next time. You're going to die. Haven't you given up trying to kill me? No. I'll find a way. But in the meantime, I'll be a millstone around your neck. You'll have to watch me every minute of the day, and you won't be able to sleep at night. For fear that I'll get free and come for you. You won't be able to draw easy breaths. That won't last long. You're alive, and everything that lives can be killed, even you. There must be a way. There must be. Forget it, Latimer. I exposed you and put you in jail once. Then I'll live to do it again. Or if I don't, the public will. Public suckers. They believe what they're told. You tell it to them hard enough and often enough. I told them you'd frame me, and when you didn't dare show up and deny it, <laughs> thanks to the kryptonite, they believe me. They'll wake up eventually, and you'll be finished. Never. The only thing I have to fear is you. That's why I'm going to get rid of you. Huh. You hope. If hope were bread, you'd starve to death. I tell you... Wait. What did you say? I said if hope were... Bread. You said bread, of course. That's the way. Why didn't I think of it before? What? What are you talking about? Food. All living things need food to stay alive. Yes. Now I know the way to finish you. I'll starve you to death. Fighting to keep alarm from showing in his face, Superman shudders inwardly. As he realizes that he himself has given Latimer the answer. Stumbled on it when I mentioned bread. The one way in which I can't be finished. Starvation. 
Even I need food and water to stay alive. And I tipped him off myself. Oh, what'll I do now? What can I do? Held a virtual prisoner by the strange, dream-glowing kryptonite, facing a murderous arch-enemy in Big George Latimer, Superman sees nothing but doom ahead. Big George Latimer has finally stumbled on the one way of taking Superman's life. An old, deserted mill, riddled and charred by shells, bullets, blowtorches, and other lethal weapons Latimer has used on Superman, the burly political boss grins wolfishly at the Man of Steel, who lies helpless under the weird power of the jagged piece of kryptonite. The element torn from the very planet from which he sprang, which now in the atmosphere of the Earth proves his undoing. Food. All living things need food to stay alive. That's how I'll get rid of you, Superman. I'll starve you to death. Meanwhile, having trailed Latimer halfway to the old mill the night before, only to have the cunning politician slip away by a clever ruse, Batman is aloft in his backplane, searching over the countryside. Below, cruising roads and highways in the Batmobile, Robin and Alfred, their trusted butler, are in constant communication with Batman by radio. Robin calling Batman. Robin calling Batman. Batman or Robin? Did you check on that farm? Yes. The farmer and his wife and their G.I. son. Nobody stopped at their place last night or this morning. And they've never heard of Big George Latimer. Latimer must have gotten a car someplace last night after he dumped his station wagon in the river to throw us off the track. Yes, unless his hideout was right near the river. I don't think so. I've gone over every inch of land within ten miles of the spot. You've checked every farm. Then where are we, Bobby? I don't know. But he was headed north, so I'm going to head north, too. What road are you on? Highway 12. Okay, cruise north on it. If I see anything on the ground that looks suspicious, I'll contact you. Check? Check. Oh, uh, Batman. Yes? You, uh, you said there was one way Superman could be, um, you know, Finney. You didn't say what it was. I know I didn't. Well, what is it? Skip it. Oh, whenever I think Latimer might find out what it is before we locate him, I get a darn feeling in my middle. That's it. Huh? What do you mean? You figure it out. And hope as you never hoped before that we find Superman before Latimer figures it out. So long, chum. Batman sends his swift, oddly shaped plane zooming north, his sharp eyes searching the terrain below through binoculars. Steadily he draws closer and closer to the old mill, which huddles almost hidden from sight beneath thick trees and scraggly overgrown bushes. And as Batman, unaware that he is soon to pass directly above Superman, draws ever closer, the keen ears of the Man of Steel register the sound of the powerful backplane motors, and his X-ray vision pierces the walls of the mill, the trees, and the few intervening miles of space, and he sees his friend. What? Batman. He's going to pass directly above me. Oh, if only he spots the mill, it's my one chance. If I could just signal him, I... I... Oh, oh no, I... I can't move. You must see the mill, Batman. You must. Oh, oh you must. Or I'm finished. Fairfully, his great muscles straining helplessly against the power of the green glowing kryptonite. Superman stares aloft into the sky to the bat plane, which drones closer and ever closer. Will Batman's sharp eyes make out the old mill through the thick trees and underbrush? Superman's very life may depend on it, with Big George Latimer now aware of the one means by which the Man of Steel can be liquidated. What will happen? 
Never in all of Superman's career has the situation been so tense and exciting. So whatever you do, be sure to hear tomorrow's thrill-packed episode. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pat, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silver age heroes join us again same bat time same bat station for another presentation of silver age heroes radio theater excelsior